Welcome to Somewhat Nerdy Radio. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Critter. Uh, no danger? No danger this time. No danger. He had to work, so we're forgiving him this time. And he really puts in a lot of hours at that stuff. He does. And, and it seems, he, a lot of times you see him, he looks like he might be covered in like concrete dust or something. Because he is. Yeah. So uh, that seems like a seems like a tiresome job. I work at a computer all day, so it's a whole different different kind of tired. I also sit on my ass all day long. It's, it's actually actually that's it's horrible. really hard. It's horrible. I put on like 10, 15 pounds since I've been sitting on my ass all day for the past four or five years. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, go follow the other shows in the network. Future Flicks with Billiam and Nurses Square Circle. Those are weekly podcasts, one about movies, obviously, and the other one about wrestling, which I also co-host. So go check out those shows. Also, thank you for joining us. This is episode issue. This is issue, issue. 35. One day we'll get that right, <laughs> right off the bat. Only like 40 episodes in, and I still say episode and not issue. Uh, this is How to Nerd. We're going to be talking about how to get your non-nerdy friends into nerdy things. A lot of times it'll be a friend that's interested in something nerdy, and they just kind of, it's first of all, it's kind of intimidating to get started in any new hobby. You know, like, where do you start? What do you do? What are the right things? Am I wasting my time on this, or what should I be doing? So we're going to kind of go over some of the things that make it kind of easy to get into maybe a certain character or certain thing. We'll get into that as our main topic, but until then... We got a movie review coming up. We're going to be reviewing Howling 4 and Good God. Um, Yeah, we're going to review that movie. And then we're going to go into the news after that. But before we get into all that goodness, what have you been doing, Critter? Well, I, uh, I went camping. Another one of your famous camping yeah. trips oh man and it's at least it didn't hail i'll say that it didn't hail on me <laughs> in the middle of may and you're just like what the hell man but this time it was so cold and it wasn't supposed to be that cold but it got so cold that i brought a bottle of water into my tent you know when you're when you're thirsty in the middle of the night you want to have some yeah, water. water yeah well i woke up the next morning it was frozen solid. So that scares me from oh, so it, many levels. It scared me too because it made me realize there was at a point where I could have seriously died. There are people that die from exposure from explain doing things that you just did. That's you know how cold it is for water to be frozen. All that well, it was seventeen degrees that night. Yeah. So all that proved to me was how prepared I was for that. Because I, I'm glad I, that you wear it as a badge of honor and not like, oh, I almost died last night. No, well, I, well okay, so I had I bought the right sleeping bag. I and bought, you brought your poor girlfriend again, didn't you? Yes. God. Yes, I did. And and thank God I made her buy a, a new sleeping bag, because otherwise I would have to be explaining to her family, <laughs> well, we went camping and she turned into a She's frozen. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and the proper layering and everything, I mean, like, ah, just ended up working out really well. Um, it was weird. It was mm-hmm. a weird situation because there was a, uh, well, like, that night we went to bed, all campgrounds around us were full. When we woke up, everybody was gone. Because everybody was smart enough to leave <laughs> yes. when it was frozen. That's exactly what happened. Oh, but the, and there was this one camp, uh, the campsite right next door. She didn't leave because whoever <laughs> drove her there left her there. Did you go check on her and make sure she wasn't frozen? Yeah, she was fine. Okay. Uh, sure. like, Do you drink on these trips? Oh, your alcohol's not allowed in the state. Park, okay. You know, right. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay i just i was just wondering <laughs> i mean but we you know at that point uh i just it's easier when you when you can do like wine because it's like a super simple thing to do because mm-hmm. you don't need mixers so you don't need to bring a lot of soft drinks you don't need to bring a lot of other things accoutrement as it as it were um and with beer you don't need to bring tons and tons of different kinds of beer you know tons of beer for how long you're there you just bring a box of wine 
And that's the kind of person I am, a box of wine guy. It lasted. It, it got it got sketchy on the last night. How many nights did y'all go? Three. Three nights. Okay. Four, but we went, we stayed at. A, I left right after work, so we we didn't. We ended up staying at a, a hotel Friday night because we weren't all the way there. So we still had another two hours to drive. Um, it was fun. We we did some hiking. Um, rode some bikes, stuff like that. None of that sounds fun to me. We got to play with fire. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I got yeah. to go. We uh we went spelunking. I mean, we went on a cave tour. Okay. So that was cool. We saw bats. Yeah, little little yeah. tiny bats. They're like tiny. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe three or four inches tall. You could do that in your yard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just camp out. I mean. I, well, I can do that in my house. I yeah, told you about the this... time I found a bat in my house. Oh, yeah. You and did. I smoked it with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't mean to hit it that hard. And the poor little guy, when I hit it, I, I mean, because he was right out of my reach, I guess he got tired. And I just smoked him with the broom. And he went, and then I hit him so hard, he flew across the house, hit a wall. Another another little beep. It was fun. I would definitely do it again. Um, I want to do it more. Like uh, Obviously, it's a little bit harder for me because I got a, a wife and then about to be three kids. Kids will love it, man. Yeah, I want to take them. I do want to take them. They, I don't think they've ever been camping, ever. I mean, the hardest thing is getting the equipment to have right. a comfortable trip. So like we camp out now, and that's what the kids call when we all sleep in the living room together. So yeah. we pull a mattress out. And we all sleep in the living room, and that's camping out to them. I don't think they even understand that that's not real camping. Maybe not. If you take them, they're going to, I mean, like, it's fun for them for the most part. Um, you know, it's outdoorsy, you know, eat s'mores a lot. That's awesome. I say take them when they, when they get a little bit older. Don't take them when it's 37 degrees out. But you got it. See, you got to go at a certain time. So it can't be too hot. It can't, can't be, be too, too hot. cold. It can't be too cold. <laughs> Unless you have the right equipment, but right. then but then you you can't tell a five year old just power through it. Come on, <laughs> quit being a little jerk. Um, what about you? What you been up to? Um, well, we're still just getting ready for the baby. Literally, if my wife walked into the room right now and said we had to go to the hospital, we would have to go right now. So if you're listening to this podcast, that means that didn't happen, which is good, I guess. Uh, but the babies do like at any time. Had to build the baby bed. Real adult problems, you know? Not even problems. This is... I feel like that's kind of your fault. I, I feel like at this point in your life, you know how I know, babies are I know made. how it happens. <laughs> you, should, you should know, like, oh, this is not really a surprise. No, it's not. It's not. And then on top of that, good news for the like podcast, I guess. Uh, we have decided to stay in this house because we were going to talk about moving out of this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to remodel this house. And in the budget to remodel the house, we're building a new studio in the back side of the house for us that's gonna be better i guess i hope but again it's a whole new area of problems trying to figure out remodeling a house yep with a pregnant wife right now which is completely nonsense and stupid on my part which is just a whole new series of problems i just don't need right now <laughs> luckily, so yeah luckily you'll you'll have other problems to deal with until then yeah it's, it's gonna you know the hardest thing is gonna be packing up all this stuff and just moving it yeah yeah there's a lot of action figures the, the good thing is everything doesn't have to go in a box like i don't have to pack it up they're just like moving moving you're just gonna move i'm gonna carry one, at, one a time. at a time one I don't at know. a time carefully with <laughs> with cloth gloves <laughs> like here we go so if i call you one day and you're like hey I, I got a case of beer with your name on it and you need to carry things from one room to the next <laughs> There you go. You know what's up. No, I'm pretty scared about moving this room. I don't. I never did a count of how many action figures I have, but it's got to be in the thousands. It's uh, it's a little overwhelming to really kind of look at. I guess I'm used to it now. But before, it's overwhelming to me sometimes when I walk in here and I I like look at my shelf and be like, man, I didn't even know I owned that. Sometimes like it's like a Where's Waldo. Like, oh, I didn't know I had that guy. Oh, look at that. Oh, there's that guy. Look at that. When did I buy that? I don't know. I brought some action figures today, actually. We went antique shops and stuff like that. So I found a bunch of cool action figures for ridiculously cheap. I found like a $30 Fozzie Bear action figure for 3 bucks. 
Now, that's not really an adult problem, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess bargain hunting is an adult thing, but when you're doing it to buy toys, toys? it's a totally mm. different thing. Like, you can always see if the... you were a kid, you would have found that same deal. Yeah, yeah. You would have been like, what? You Fuzzy kidding bear. me? I can totally afford that. It's weird because like all the antique shops around here, kind of they, they kind of recognize me, but they always know what I'm looking for. And they'll, like I'll walk in and they'll be like, no action figures today. Because <laughs> it's always the first thing I always look for, like electronics, so old video game systems mm-hmm. and games, and then action figures. And sometimes I get like a big old box full of action figures, and I'll just be like, how much you want for the whole box? Mm-hmm. Which is just a way smarter thing to buy our video games. Did you ever find a, like a, a Super Nintendo Super Scope? I have found quite a few super scopes. Super scopes, uh, man, those yeah. are cool. I, this, you know what? It was a, a, a really cool looking gun. It was. It was useless, like to use. No, no, but... no. It was even cooler. It was a the Sega Menacer. I, I'm, I've seen that it. I was, never used one. That was a well built gun, and it and it came apart in pieces, so you felt like an assassin. So the stock came off, so it could either be a handgun or you could put the stock, nice. slide it nice. on, and then it had scope. But then it had dual scopes. So, it? Yeah. So you can just hold it up and just... It was awesome, man. All right. We're going to go ahead and move into the movie review section that we don't have a name for yet. Still. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we should call it like... I know we started this was just to watch a movie we haven't seen. But it's turned into something so much more. It's, now we're trying to find into how much do I movies. hate you guys. It's like, what's the worst movie I can find? And I blame Meet the Feebles. You started it. I started it with something like, oh, it's, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. And then you, you, you messed this over instantly. Hey, man. Look... Yes, I may have screwed us over, and I guess I didn't realize how bad it actually was. However, it will create this new thing that I think we need to kick off. We're gonna kick it off on social media. It will be the Meet the Feeble Challenge. We're gonna we're we're gonna do probably a podcast about this later, but we're going to try to turn this into a, a community thing. People may torture. be crazy enough to eat Tide Pods, <laughs> but they will not be crazy enough to watch Meet the Feebles. I take it. So anyway, we uh, today are gonna be reviewing Howling Four. Their original nightmare. Everybody's worst nightmare has returned. It's known simply as the howling. Every night I've been hearing this howling. There's something so sinister about these woods. He's out there. There's no big animals here, Bass. Don't worry. There's nothing in the forest to harm you. This was a movie that Danger picked, and he was so stoked about it. Didn't he say it's like, oh, it's really good? It's, 
Like, it was a, brings back me back to my childhood, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, he did say after we got recording last time, he's like, anyway, my memory of it is really good. Well, so, <laughs> welcome uh, to Meet the Feeble's Vision, because so, it was not. So, what we normally do is we break down the, the plot of the movie in our own words. Critter, you want to go ahead and give the plot of this movie? Sure, I'll go ahead and try to give a plot of what I think possibly happened during this movie. So, there's this author, she's this... Uh, I don't know, some kind of famous author uh, wrote mystery novels or something. Anyway, she had like this nervous breakdown thinking she saw things all the time. So she was, the, the, her doctor said that she needs to get away from everything. So her husband takes her to the country. And the country was this weird town, Drago or whatever. She keeps hallucinating, or everyone tells her she's hallucinating, about seeing and hearing wolves around. And, and it, that's an hour and 20 minutes of that. And then finally, guess what? There's wolves. 10 minutes, there's wolves. So th- that's, 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 that's that's literally the whole entire movie. I'm, I'm going to say something really bold right now. Go ahead. Just say it, man. I would rather watch Meet the Feebles than this movie. Yeah, at least things happened. Stuff happened. It, nothing good happens in Meet the Feebles, but something happens at least. This movie is an hour and 15 minutes of nothing happening. And then 15 minutes of wolves. And, and cool, and it's cool stuff that happens at the end of the movie. Why couldn't they do that the whole time? You know, just sh- like they're like, oh, there's like a wolf attack. And they're like, oh, no, that's nothing happened. So the acting and the scene setups and the story plot is a step ab- above bad 80s porn that never leads into the good part. There, oh, Man, and, and there was this weird love triangle between the, the main character, Maria... Um, her husband, Richard, and this dude, Tom, who is her publisher. And, like, Tom has the hots for Maria, you, you can tell. But Richard is kind of a jerk, and, like, but he's super jealous. But then he also wants to just go fool around on her. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, he instantly has, like, this whole weird, like, don't cheat on me thing. And he punches Richard, Tom. Tom. Tom, because he makes a move on Maria right in front of him. Yeah, they heard the door open. I heard the door open. I'm like, bro, <laughs> this not, is not the time to make your move. Not only did he open the door and close it, and they obviously heard it, He they waited until he walked five feet into the room, and then he makes a move. Plus, she was very... She, she, she was like, he, he didn't mean anything about by it. And I was like, he absolutely <laughs> meant, meant something, something by it. it. Both of y'all meant something by it. Which drives uh, Richard to go into town. And there's this woman that owns this like weird antique store that is this oozing um, sexual tension with every single conversation she's had. I don't remember the name of her. Who cares? But she had this short haircut. And her dialogue with Richard is, I swear to God, was written for porno. And they just got the script turned around okay uh, did you feel that it was just the audio was really really weird oh it was no, like the audio, really weird the audio was super weird and it seemed like sometimes someone wasn't mic'd properly like like one person will be mic'd and the other person you just heard an echo yeah. of them talking i'm like hey and uh, well i read that they just they had recording problems so they had to dub a lot of it over oh no you can tell they dub redubbed this almost whole entire movie they had to but how do they redub it with the same bad acting? Yeah, that was amazing. Like, like, I want you, I want you to say the same thing into the microphone, but act as bad as you, you were there. there, and make sure you stutter right there <laughs> and do that right there. I want you to sound like a podcast. I want, I want you to awkwardly laugh here. This is bad. This movie. Uh, again, this is a, one of those movies. I watched the trailer. I watch it with my wife because I always, I always leave it up to her. She's going to watch the movie with me. It's like, well, this is what we're watching this week. So I show her the trailer and she's like, 
Oh, that's a werewolf movie. Okay, yeah, sure, we'll watch it. This is not a werewolf movie. This is false advertising for an er- a werewolf movie. I mean, when they actually show the werewolf. The cool. werewolf is really cool. There is a melting scene. That's really cool. Um, where the guy completely melts down and the he comes back. The practical effects were just really, really <laughs> spot on. You have to appreciate it from so, back in the day. Richard uh, obviously gets bit by the guy, the the girl that he's going to have an affair with that owns the antique shop. So how the werewolf happens the first time you turn into a werewolf, the whole entire body melts down into a puddle, and then you rise back up as a werewolf. And they keep saying something about Satan's sure yeah like apparently this that's whole what they were chanting town, yeah it, there's nothing in this movie that makes any sense they, they try to make this the story like more deeper than what it really needed to be mm-hmm. other than this making a werewolf movie so as werewolves would have been in the beginning of this movie with all the bad acting and the dialogue i would have been completely fine with this movie it would that... have been a stupid horror movie that i would have been all right with but nothing happens in this movie for so long well that and then like uh what was her name janice had this thing where she kept talking about, like, Sister Ruth, she was kept on saying, uh, where evil lives, where evil lives, where, or something like, she kept and, chanting something. And but... to explain to you, Janice is just a random person that, that uh, Maria meets in this town that's not from the town either, but she came there to look for a friend. Then they start drinking and talking about dudes for some strange reason. And Richard's even jealous of that and calls her a lesbian. Stop hanging out with your lesbian friend. She was a nun, dude. Yeah, she was a nun. She was a bride of Christ. <laughs> it's weird. It was weird. Um, And the thing was, when she figured out, no, she's, she was trying to say werewolves live. And I'm like, what? Get that doesn't even Stop. make any sense. Stop. There was, there was one kind of funny part, and I, I don't think they meant to do this. There was when uh, she uh, Maria had the vision of Sister Ruth in in the house, and then she the sister Sister Ruth yelled. Sister Ruth was another nun, by the way, for mm-hmm. for listeners. I'm just saying she's like my sister. She freaked out and stumbled back and smoked a lamp. Oh, and she destroyed yeah. that lamp. And then when she when she when she came to from her hallucination, that lamp was gone. Because they're like, they oh, broke we, it. We smoked that lamp. That lamp is gone. Just take it out. I mean, it was so funny. She just screwed it up bad. It's just like, oh man, I bet she didn't mean to do that. They're like, oh great. Now we have to get rid of a lamp. So, um, this is this doesn't happen often when we review movies, but I don't recommend this movie. I think we recommend more than we not recommend it. You you know what? It doesn't even have to meet the feebles quality esque to it that it's like cringe worthy all the way through. Yeah, it's boring. It's boring. Yeah, it's really boring. It's boring up like, until you see the melting scene, and that's really when it kicks off the and, melting scene. And that's within fifteen to twenty minutes, maybe ten minutes of the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends. I don't even remember. Actually, I couldn't the main tell you. Werewolf how... was look cool looking. Yeah, the the werewolves were cool looking. How no, series? No, no, no. The werewolf. Was cool well, no, like, the oh, other yeah. ones were dogs. Yeah. Those were German shepherds. <laughs> German shepherds. They were German shepherds running. And didn't like most of the town people just have like hair glued to their face? Yeah, they yeah. they look like they look like zombie werewolves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like they were kind of half turning. The only one that fully turned. Well, they showed that that the the lady that owned the antique shop. Mm-hmm. She was a full wolf for like a second, and then she turned into that other blackula looking wolf. Yeah, yeah. Just like with wicked eyebrows. Um. So I don't recommend this movie. Uh, I have the next pick. Uh, and I'm going to see it up to this point. I've always tried to like pick something. I was like, you know, I kind of enjoyed that movie. I want the other guys to, to watch it. Don't hate on Chopping Mall. You know, that was good. I, I like Chopping Mall. Chopping okay. Mall was really good, but I'm going to pick Saturday the 14th. So it's a 1981 comedy slash horror movie. It's not good. From Did what it I remember. Did come out before uh, Friday the 13th? 
No, when did the first Friday the 13th come out? It had to be around that time. Uh, yeah, Friday the 13th came out um, a year before this. Okay. So this is kind of like a Spaceballs almost to Star Wars. I mean, okay. if you think about the turnaround time of that spoof, that was it, quick. It's actually really quick. Uh, Saturday the 14th is a movie. I, I know I've seen it. I remember things of it. Never even heard of it. Well, you're going to be watching it. So on the next full podcast of Someone Nerdy Radio, we will be reviewing saturday the 14th uh go ahead and watch it with us i'll find it and try to post a link to it somewhere so all right uh we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and talk about the news of the month so we'll be right back hey guys this is harry and ralph super fun game review podcast go we are a video game podcast that releases content every sunday alternating between full game reviews and general gaming conversation our reviews include in-depth analysis on plot audio graphics and gameplay and we throw in little known facts on the game development we provide uncomfortable sexual tension harassment towards each other while being analytical about the game of the week and endless poorly executed impersonations Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Super fun game review podcast go, where sensitivity is a foreign concept. Doom! And we're back. We're going to talk about um, a lot of trailers. A lot of trailers came out. A lot of, okay, I know some seem a little lackluster, a little bit. Um, a little bit. But some were really, 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 really cool. Good. Let's start with a little bit of the lackluster one a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a I little think bit. it's because people are expecting a little bit more from it. And, of course, I'm talking about the Venom trailer. It's not that there's anything wrong with the Venom trailer. And if you haven't seen it, we'll, we'll probably have a link. I think we posted on someone.com a while back. It's coming out in an era that so many good trailers came out. And then this thing came out that told you nothing it, it it really when they said teaser they showed some things that seemed interesting but it didn't really scream venom at all if tom hardy wasn't in this with this really weird accent that's narrating through the trailer uh, i wouldn't care about this movie uh, you're probably right if it wasn't for tom hardy or if it depending on who they got if they got another great actor maybe, yeah, maybe. but if they got would if they would have got an unknown this probably would have flew under the radar even more so yeah but um, it's tom hardy so i'm like and, this I, movie's, and, and who doesn't like least, Venom? Yeah, and I like Venom a lot. So I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt that they, they got Tom Hardy and maybe him already being in, in comic book movies, he may understand what's supposed to happen in comic book movies. So my question's already, since I'm a, a, 90s, a 90s kid and I was a big Venom fan, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, this, I have no idea where they're doing for origin story of Venom. They're definitely changing a lot of things. Well, I think that's kind of a good a good thing to do. I like that Venom always gets tied to Spider-Man. That Venom is always settled on other people just because he knows he can't have Spider-Man. And he's constantly trying to get back to Spider-Man. If you forego the spider-man origin story you already lose that part of venom that makes venom venom Mm -hmm. so you're already cutting that part out of it which is already super changing the story we can't we don't know anything because this trailer didn't show us anything i mean one thing this happens in san francisco well that there's the venom storyline in san francisco venom didn't start in san francisco he started in new york i'm not saying that that they're saying the the storyline is following the one where he's in san francisco that's and then of course obviously they're gonna have to make some some changes to mm. things to see how it actually comes about because I think I saw something about space in the trailer. I, yeah, something I think like so. That. Yeah, um, you're you're right. I mean, it's gonna be different, but maybe different is good in this case. I mean, like you got a good actor behind it. Let's just see what happens. I mean, this was the teaser. Maybe they were... and is he playing Eddie Brock? 
He is, he is Brock. Brock. Okay. Yes. So, which is already different too. I don't know. I'm down on it because this doesn't. You're, this, you're you're going full nerd on this, man. I'm going full nerd on it, and it doesn't. It already feels like it's a stupid Sony decision movie, and I don't know how much Marvel had their hands into it at all. I I I don't, I don't know. So it just doesn't feel like it's in continuity with what they already started establishing. I don't think so. No. So. But um, I, I'm gonna go ahead. I I'm a, I've always liked Venom. Yeah, he's a great anti-hero. But I like Fantastic Four, and I knew that I knew those movies were gonna suck. I didn't so. like Fantastic Four as much as I like Venom. No. But on completely a way, 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 extremely higher note, the Deadpool trailer came out. Yeah, well, that came out and it was glorious. That is. That's how a trailer should be yeah. done. You know, well, and it's uh, fun. It captured it captured the character perfectly. You know, he broke the fourth wall several times mm-hmm. in the trailer. He uh, referenced Thanos a lot. Uh, he had the whole line about "I'll do it myself," which was basically the only thing Thanos has ever said on screen. He calls Josh Brolin, "Get go, I'll, I'll give you the stones that you need," or something like that. They referenced Superman in the, they in the mustache. Super mustache was the CGI. Uh, it it's it's on the pulse of things that are happening right now with nerd movies and in in itself. And kind of was the Disney stuff already was they did pull dressed up as Woody. So <laughs> yeah. no, I'm I'm really pumped up for this movie. It, and that's I, and that's funny because you're not you weren't even a I'm Deadpool not, fan. I'm, I'm still not a Deadpool fan. I but like, you like the Deadpool movie. Mo- I like movies. the movie. And the character to me in the comic books when I was reading comic books was already starting to get played out. This is quite a few years ago before he hit his peak. I was never a fan of him when he came out. He was there. Well, he was different. He was. I mean, oh, when he, he was, just came he out, was he was a, completely a bit, different. Yeah. yeah, he was a bit of that. I like. I got into Deadpool when he got his own his own comic. Is when he wasn't See, the bad I, guy. I read him. He, he was more at this point. He was the antihero. Yeah, I read. When I started reading him. the first comic book. I think I read of him. Saw it. I mean, all the time was the the Deadpool and Cable. But I only read that because of Cable. Because I'm I'm a giant fan of Cable. I love Cable, which makes me super excited about this because Cable looks. Awesome. You know, it's just weird that uh, Rob Lowfield, who may may have almost single hand, single single handedly ruined comics in the nineties, mm-hmm. also created some of the most lasting two characters. I don't even give him credit for it because the characters he created are not the characters that we have right now. Cable and Deadpool are very different from what Rob Liefeld created in the nineties. Thank God, Rob Liefeld. I I don't anybody can argue with me because some people really love Rob Liefeld artwork sucks what no yeah it's like no one can love his artwork they do people do Who? It's, it's kind of mind-boggling people tons of people love. no the dude keeps getting disagree jobs. well that's because he created two very good characters <laughs> he just he can ride that the rest of his life somebody likes him so i mean like look at walt disney this is what he did he's like i'm gonna create a mouse all right now i'm gonna make a girl mouse and then i'm gonna make a duck and then a dog and then that dog will own a dog and it's not gonna make any sense like what's the difference between pluto and goofy like why is one a this is that's casteism right there. That is wow. a caste system <laughs> happening. So Goofy, who is dumb, somehow is better than Pluto, who doesn't seem to fall into as many dumb things as him. So yeah, this trailer also released some other kind of weird things. Uh, looks like a lot of the X Force are going to mm-hmm. be on here. Shatterstar is in it. Um, Domino, obviously, we've seen before, which I just don't particularly care for her look. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Shatterstar is in this movie. How's he? How's he going to be in? This? Isn't he like? He's from Mojo World. I yeah, think, yeah. So yeah, he's he was his best fighter in Mojo yeah. World. So if him they... and Long no, Longshot was a re- re- rebel in that area. Yeah, but he's from Mojo. World world too yeah. if they do if they hint 
at Mojo World, I will in my pants. Dude, if they do a Mojo World movie, they could, that would be really that cool. That would be a great next Deadpool movie. And Deadpool is the only one that they can really put that into the, the, the weirdness of Mojo World. It works with Deadpool. Yeah, because Mojo kind of broke a fourth wall anyway. Exactly. Well, and not really, but he was a showman. You yeah, know? yeah. So, so you'd be like... Mojo, if you don't know in the characters, he's like an interdimensional like guy game show host that runs thing. a TV, TV station. station. Yeah, not game show and, host. He ran uh, a TV station. How he first came up, he kidnapped all the X Men and made them like act in sitcoms in this w- weird TV show and I made mean, them fight. And yeah, all and then he stuff. put them in a Hunger's Game situation. Yeah, 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 it's ridiculous. Mojo's ridiculous. He's surrounded by ridiculous characters. Longshot, which is one of the worst X Men ever comes from that world which i love long shot just to go ahead and point that out um yeah his his power is he's lucky yeah he's lucky and he's he, lucky and he has three fingers yes yeah <laughs> so, well his three fingers and a thumb so. so he's not like quite a ninja turtle he's got an extra digit so yeah uh yeah shatter stars from there there's some other characters on the plane which i'm not really sure exactly who they are yet but we're getting old school x-force characters which is kind of cool so which i didn't expect either yeah when it comes to deadpool movies i it's one of those you just got to take it you know yeah Mm -hmm. just just no hope no it'll be good you don't need a hope keep i hope venom's good this i know will be good yeah uh keeping up was the hope um solo trailer (laughs) finally got released it's a movie that's about to come out in theaters this is the first even look that we had and we've seen a lot of it now and they've been releasing pictures yeah i saw it i saw it when i went to the movies the other day yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's a movie it looks better than what i thought it was gonna be i i didn't have a lot of um my expectations for this movie was so low <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> um that the trailer doesn't look that bad it doesn't also like it's not mind-blowing to me or anything like that i thought lando looked good and i i think falcon looking different is kind of cool I like to see the progression of that. Why? Literally, it happens in the Empire Strikes Back. Lando sees the ship for the first time, and the first words out of his mouth is, "What did you do to my ship?" Well, now we know it looked very different when Lando did have it before. But there's still something about watching the trailer and going, "That's not Harrison Ford." Yeah, but in, and the thing is, when you saw Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, you were just like tight. You're like, "That I was. looks cool." I was like, "When that you looks see cool. this guy, you're just kind of like, no, that's not Harrison yeah. Ford." <laughs> so. Yeah. And there's it, the first teaser they released for this. He sounded like Harrison Ford. The trailer that they released after the day after, yeah, I he, think he just sounded like it was a different. Guy. It was yeah. off. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's gonna be weird watching that movie knowing that this is supposed to be Han Solo, and it constantly a reminder that it's not he needs Harrison to take, Ford. He needs to take a, a a page out of Carl Urban's book in Bones, yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, like he sounded exactly like that dude. So yeah, it's a Star Wars movie, which is it's gonna be the first Star Wars movie solo film. <laughs> it's a solo <laughs> film. <laughs> That I'm not, this is the first Star Wars movie that I'm not super pumped up for. I, I mean, don't know. I'm going to go see it, All obviously. the more reason it might be more entertaining because you're just surprised. You know, this this is one where we, it may be completely different. Yeah, you it, know, it like, like Rogue One, you knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like You know I, the story. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I had my theories of the other two. I mean, <laughs> what was it? Episode 7 was just episode 4 mm-hmm. <laughs> and 5 put together. And then eight was them trying to do everything possible not to be like any other Star Wars movie, and, which still made it super predictable somehow. Yeah, and it just, did. It was weird and had some boring parts. I in like it. it I, I've seen it now twice, uh, and I liked it better my second time watching it. So. I man, I'm I really liked Mark Hamill in this. one. I did too. It was yeah. he was more more Mark Hamilly. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I appreciate that. So, yeah, it's it's a solo movie. I will go see it in theaters, obviously, because, I mean, I'm a tool for uh, Disney Star Wars movies. Sure. And I will continue to watch every single one of them in theaters because why not? All right. And next up, we got a Netflix series. We got the new trailer for Jessica Jones. Okay, so I'm a bad person to ask about this because Jessica Jones is my favorite Netflix show. Um, your favorite netflix show yeah yeah no i love i love jessica jones it's okay okay luke cage and jessica jones are two of my favorite marvel characters so strange still so strange but go on (laughs) i am so excited for the show and then the trailer was perfect to me the trailer was good the teaser was boring okay so they had a a teaser that that was got it released a few a few months back but the the trailer and the actual trailer trailer, was good the trailer is really good because it brings up a storyline. Okay, so I really liked Jessica. Like, her character, how she portrayed Jessica Jones, sometimes a little angsty for me. The villain was incredible, but that's because he was so bad you just hated him. David Tennant. Yeah. Is, it was perfect as Purple Man. He was, he was a despicable human being, and, it, like, you that were just you like, wow. you rooted for, like, well, the whole you, time. You didn't root for him, but you were just like, wow, what, what other messed up thing could he possibly do? And he outdid himself every single time. However, this one, it's, it's, it looks to be diving into a little bit more about what happened. I, I kind of Her origin know. story, yeah. uh, why she's so ain't But it gets, to, it, she gets to use her investigative powers instead of just, it seemed like just a group of people like, oh, we gotta find Purple Man, purple mm-hmm. man. you know, it was yeah. just Kilgrave. Let's find Kilgrave, you know, Kilgrave. This was really going to go down the whole. She this was, seems more she detective-y. Was, she was messed up before she met Purple Man. Mm-hmm. You know that that's really I think what this is going to hit on. That she was she's always been kind of messed up. I'm more interested in certain things because I don't think Purple Man's going to be in this show. He's dead. So I'm thinking this is going to be like flashback stuff in her head of Purple Man. His stuff is still kind of affecting her type stuff. Purple Man doesn't need to be in this show. No, I guess you're right. I mean, as much as I'd like to see just a villain of that magnitude. I mean, you got Heath Ledger's Joker. David Tennant's right up there yeah, as a I, despicable I yeah. person that you're just entertained to watch. And and it kind of makes you feel like a bad person unless to like a no, villain like that. No, but I've never met anybody that was like, oh no, Purple Man sucked. No, it's it's the, it, it was one of the best things of any of the Netflix shows. Right up there was the, the Kingpin stuff. I, I, I love the Kingpin. And he's coming back for the third season of Daredevil 2. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Netflix stuff apparently is staying on Netflix too. They I, I heard that. that. Oh, well, and that's because uh, I, I read that Disney wants to keep Disney stuff PG-13 okay. and lower. So, so all do... the R-rated mm-hmm. stuff or whatever mature is going to stay on Netflix or wherever else they, they have it out. Have so it. it's going to stay on Hulu. It's going to stay on um, everything else that they, they put out. Yeah, so for their, their streaming service, they just announced that they're rebooting the, the Muppet show mm-hmm. on the streaming show. I'm uh, going to tell you this right now. If Disney starts a streaming service and does not have Darkwing Duck on there, they are making a huge mistake like I, you wouldn't believe i think they're going to open up with things like that it's like here you're going to be able to watch darkwing duck um um gargoyles you know all these old stuff that all of us have been wanting for so long they're going to be like here this is this is why you're buying this. yeah exactly i i i will buy another that. subscription i will i swear to god i I'm just gotta buy it i've been watching future man by the way mm-hmm. marissa's gonna be so happy with me how good is future man oh man it's it's you know why I like it? It's Seth Rogen. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I watched it again. Okay, so I've watched that whole entire season twice now. And I love it. I love it. And and that kid. Josh you know, 
something. He's the Hunger Games guy. Yeah, the Hunger. Like I didn't really care for him in Hunger Games because he was just kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. But he's great in this. He's great. He's awesome in it. He's he's super great when he was talking about Bill Cosby. He's like, oh, you guys still like him? Okay. <laughs> it's like you maybe not like Bill Cosby. Just wait. Yeah, a lot of good trailers recently. Go into our monthly on uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> 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 Well, um, even though last episode we, uh, or the reboot episode, remake episode, we kind of praised him a little bit because he did it on the dead. Now he, in my opinion, has done some good movies. He has, he has. I like the Watchmen stuff. The I, Watchmen I, I rewatched awesome. uh, Watchmen. It was good. Um, I, I like parts of Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, I can't get. There. I like the World uh, War One scene. Yeah, you know, there's good scenes. The whole movie as a whole don't make a lot of sense. Or is kind of stupid. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, we it's famously that Josh no, Josh Whedon had to take over from Zack Snyder um, because Zack Snyder stepped down because you know he had a personal thing was his his daughter to daughter right mm-hmm. killed herself so he had to step down he filmed most of the movie Josh Whedon had to come back in and then it was reported that he shot eighty percent of the movie over again so apparently him stepping down was a cover story because he got fired. This is all rumored again. It sounds kind of rumored because it that, sounds like a lot of rumor, but it's everywhere and there's multiple people saying it. Yeah, but it's Hollywood, man. It's Hollywood, so I mean, it can like, be okay, blown so, out of proportion. So maybe something happened because I've I've experienced something like that. I worked at a place where uh, there was someone that worked there that no one liked, and we were all trying to figure out a way to get rid of that person. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they were like, "Hey, I found a new job." We're like, "Oh, have a good time." <laughs> Because they were about to just get canned. So, they were trying to figure out how to do it. So the rumor is that he edited the movie the first time. It was unwatchable. Completely unwatchable. So Which makes it even more funny that people were asking for a Zack Snyder cut. And he was actually fired. Not let go or not quit to go handle his family business. He was actually fired. And then Josh Whedon came in to here's, save the day. Here's the thing about Josh Whedon's movies. They're great. He has this undeniable nerd grasp. What I notice in this movie, uh, in in the Justice League movie, which I still haven't seen by the way, it it lacks the actions, the fight scenes that Zack Snyder had in Batman mm-hmm. vs Superman. Batman, he they he really made his fight scene shine in in his movie Batman vs Superman. The movie itself just like what what was happening you know like you just have like 19 different stories going on that made no sense joss whedon at least had a coherent story but we lost a lot of that you know the fights the fight sequences that really kind of shined i mean his his fight scenes were fine it's just that they were over the top and moved around a Mm -hmm. lot where like joss uh i mean uh zack snyder had batman hand to hand you know Mm -hmm. he was he was how you picture batman just and, and joss whedon's he was using way more tech you know, he was in a in a giant little spider thing, Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah, that big uh, bat thingy. Yeah, I mean, he in a Joss, in Joss Whedon fa- fashion. You know, he does that sort of thing with those movies. If you think about the first Avengers, there's a lot of good scenes, but there weren't. I mean, it was a really great movie, but how many great fight scenes actually were there? Uh, the only standout is the Hulk and Thor scene which was super short i couldn't actually even name another fight scene exactly i mean he he does because it was a story he told a story versus where Zack snyder was really shining on the fight sequences you know it's like we can give michael bay a lot of crap but if you want a ridiculous chase scene boom this is true i mean the dude's built a card for chase scenes he owns it and then he he charges the studio like a million dollars to use it. I'm just so. saying, you know. Smart, like, smart. I'm just, you know, certain directors, they may be really crap, but they'll do one thing really well. And you're like, wow. You see a Michael Bay chase scene versus anyone else doing one, you're like, well, 
where's the car flipping? <laughs> there should um, be a car just flipping over now. And then sticking on DC news, uh, Josh Whedon was going to be directing Batgirl. Mm-hmm. He is stepped down from that. That does not surprise me in the DC world. So, yeah, just another director that's leaving. So apparently Josh Whedon's out there saying he has no story. Like, he, he had a thought process for about how the story was going to be. It's not working out he's stepping down leaving it to some other director so that's the that's the word right now and that's coming from josh Whedon and a few other sources so i mean him stepping down doesn't surprise me because i mean you gotta let this dude do his thing yeah um the reason he couldn't he stopped working for marvel is because you know they they always had his hands on him and josh Whedon's more of a guy that just needs to go out there and okay you need the james gunn treatment like just go do a movie and I think he would shine doing that. Well, James Gunn also got stuck with a uh, a franchise nobody that, cared about, or they didn't think was gonna. They didn't know was gonna yeah. be that popular because I mean, like, I, how many people actually read Guardians of the Galaxy? Me, I, uh, right? But how many other people that? A few other people. A I'm few. Sure. But what I'm saying is, if you're like comic, even if you're into comics, you're like, did you read this? And you're like, yeah. oh yeah. And you, you may know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are, but did you go out and buy Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. comics? Probably not. I mean, it, it, they took. This thing that just kind of worked into the, uh, what obviously where they were going for the end goal of whatever phase they plan on going to, and they needed them. So, but and they're like, okay, well, let's just see if we can get someone that can do something with it. And he did an amazing job. So, no more Josh Whedon in DC Universe. Um, we'll so, see what happens. So, this is the second DC movie that he has been tied to the right that was a female because he wrote famously a Wonder Woman trailer a long time ago that never got picked up. He was signed on the right. And direct this movie, which now they're looking for another director. So, there you go. And then, uh, as we start uh, closing up the news, we got uh, quite a few Ghostbuster news for some strange reason. <laughs> um, so, Toy Fair. And trust me, I can waste the whole entire podcast talking about all the news that came out of Toy Fair. But, Diamond Select makes these uh, seven-inch, a uh, little bit higher-end action figures, um, which are based off the movie of Ghostbusters. So they did uh, Series 1, which was all Ghostbusters 1, and it actually built the, what was the name of the, the tower at the top? The throne room thing. So each piece of it came as this big giant Yeah, the, apar- the top of the apartment. Apartment where, building, where, yeah, yeah. Where Gozer, um, Gozer, the Gozer Call station was. Yeah. So on Series 2, they did Ghostbusters for the first part of the series. And then the last few series of it that's going to build the firehouse, the facade of the door and everything. They're bringing back real Ghostbuster action figures. Dude, man, the first season of the real Ghostbusters is just so good. It's so good. So good. Season 3, I'll give this to real Ghostbusters. Season 3, the animation is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then it just drops out in Season 4. But yeah, uh, season Diamond's... three, the story sucks. But I mean, it was like what, like eight episodes yeah, or something. Yeah, I think so. But it was the animation was awesome. So these are all done in like a modern action figure style, based off the real Ghostbusters. So you got all the colors. Egon has to blue and pink. There's a Slimer they're making. These all run for about twenty five dollars, I think twenty five dollars to thirty dollars a piece. They look it. awesome, man. They're they awesome. look awesome. I will buy this whole entire line based on these crappy shots that I've seen from Toy Fair. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. I would totally get these. And then the other Ghostbuster news that was just announced a few days ago is Ghostbuster World, which is coming out sometime in two thousand eighteen. Um, and how this is being explained and pitched to everybody, this is Pokemon Go. But using Ghostbusters. You know, okay, so I love the idea. What I don't like is that they have to use, it's like Pokemon Go, 
but but was Ghostbusters. Uh, well, if you were to have to explain anything, it's like this, but this. Guess what? <laughs> well, well, it's it's. I understand the the kind of thought process. They and they don't kind of say that. It's just what we. That was exactly what it said in the, there's in the no, headlines. There's no Pokemon Go in the trailer. No, They're, the company that's making this isn't saying, "Hey, this is Pokemon Go." No, We're of saying not. it, They're, but that's what news sources are. Everyone's gonna make the association of augmented reality with po- Pokemon Go because yeah. it was the first successful version of it. So this is gonna be you're gonna go out in town and just like you did with Pokemon Go, and you're going to Bus capture Ghost, ghost and which is kind of cool because oh, one other thing they mentioned in uh, Howling Four, he says Ghostbusters. Does He's he? like, you guys go out there like a bunch of amateur Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is a... The 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 ghost that they've seen, kind of the promotional artwork of, is really cool. It was, I, I do, I've always liked the way the ghosts look and yeah. everything. I mean, in between um, the movies, and then you had real Ghostbusters, and even, even extreme Ghostbusters, which I think is a really underplayed show. And really kind of deserves a little bit more respect than it I think we're going to do a full show about that. You want to do a whole show on Extreme yeah, Ghostbusters? Yeah, pretty soon. So either in the next episode or the following episode, I think we'll do Extreme Ghostbusters. Okay, because I have a lot to say about Extreme yeah. Ghostbusters. I've been watching Because I just started, well, I, since I got Hulu, I started re-watching it, and I forgot how great it was. It's a really good show. It's a, it's it's solid, for the most part, all the way around. So, yeah. Uh, so in those Ghostbusters World coming out sometime this year, I'll play that. I'll try it out. Yeah. I mean... I played um, Pokemon Go for a total of two days. And I don't know, man. It's just, I still... Actually, I still have the app on my phone. I just never deleted it. It's one of those things I just... I can't... I don't know. Something about games, you're just like, ugh, bored. Whatever. Uh, all right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we're going to come back with our nerd talk. Um, how to nerd. So we'll be right back. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week. Where your movie future is bleak and uncertain, comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in a Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling do you like wrestling yeah Yeah. then you should listen to our podcast do you not like wrestling you should still listen to our podcast someone to read a comms nerds in the squared circle subscribe to us on itunes or your favorite podcast app today nerds in the squared circle on somewhatnerdy.com there are several ways to raise money for a good cause some do it by running marathons some host high dollar dinners and some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***ing 
sauce and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. We're back. We're back. We're back. Love that from Ghostbusters 2. Um, so, in our nerd talk, like we said before, we're going over how to how to nerd. How to nerd. And and, and this idea kind of came about because my girlfriend asked me, she's like, I really want to get more into the nerd stuff that you like. Where do I start? And that raised some questions. Where do you start? How do you tell someone that wants to get into it? Where to start? What do you recommend? Because, as you know, a lot of times we got into it at, when we were younger, so we were subject to... Well, we were younger, so it was easy to entertain us. As adults, our time is limited, and we want to make everything that we do count. Mm-hmm. So you want to give them the best storylines, the best things to buy, the best things to check out, best movies to watch. And that's the kind of hard thing. You know, you don't want to tell someone to be like, you know what, if you like Muppets, watch Meet the Feebles. That's that's just a terrible conversation to have with anybody, but unless they want to do the Meet the People's Challenge, challenge. Um, so, man, it's kind of hard to think about. Um, if you were Snarf, Chris, if you were to tell someone how to get started in nerddom, where would you tell someone to start? I guess it's kind of where you where are you trying to zero in on? Are you just kind of saying general nerd? Are you comic books, video games, or just like the kind of nerds we are, where we're just kind of all over the place? Pick one. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, let's 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 do your like. Well, I'm looking around your room. I'm seeing toys. Where would you tell someone to start with, like, if you want to check out the best toys? So first off, I would say if you are trying to knock on the door of being a nerd, I would tell you not to, because <laughs> it's expensive. Right. It's probably cheaper and easier to be a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> we're not condoning that. We're I'm, not we're, condoning that. We're My not. toys. I'm, I'm not, but it would be cheaper and easier to be a drug addict. But, with... but if you had to, what if? Okay, so what if it's a nerd that wants to get into toys? So they're so, already established as a nerd, and they're like, I really want some toys to show this. So because you... sometimes people may want to have like my Ghostbuster wall, those real Ghostbuster toys would look amazing on a little shelf on my wall, as with and that terror dog. Start, head. That's where you start at. So it depends. There's always an action figure for everything. Um, every, I mean, the Golden Girls have action figures. Shut up. They really do. (laughs) Get out of here. Um, Okay, I gotta buy those. Pops, they made them, and they've also made the reaction figures of the Golden Girls. Oh, man. Awesome. I I, I gotta get those for my buddy. So it really picks on that. Pick what you're really into, and then go after that. So if you're really into G.I. Joe, you need to pick an era. And then start searching after that. So you want to go old, new. Uh, Marvel. Everybody's in the Marvel movies right now. Well, they make tons and tons of Marvel action figures. So start getting into that. Star Wars. Star Wars figures are really easy to get into and super dangerous. You obviously... Uh, Yeah, I'm looking around. I mean, you got dolls, man. Yeah. Those aren't even action figures. That's a doll. So I skipped the uh, Star Wars action figures, really, was the the traditional... Four-inch figures? The four-inch figures, and I went to a higher end and... They look amazing, but those are straight-up dolls. So these are all sideshow figures, which cost... 
on the low end $75 on the high end $200 wow. a piece wow. so this is not what I this is this is a little bit more advanced nerd this is not what you should start out with so those are th these are all really hard things to try to get somebody into. You don't usually start off as an action figure nerd. You start off as a comic book or a movie. You need a gateway drug to get into you the need a gateway action figures. Drug. This is the hard. This this is the black tar heroin of nerddom. Huh? It really is. Um, comic books. That's just that's you know that's just weed. Com comic books. It's something easy to get start into people because I mean a lot of my friends that our nerds now that didn't start off as is me handing them comic books so like hey you should read this i'll tell you what i've noticed and what what's gotten a lot of people asking these questions and and it's the fact that the movies are so good yeah and they're so entertained by the movies that they go in like where do i want to if i want to read more about captain america or Guardians of the galaxy or anything else where do i start and mm -hmm. with black panther just out they're like where how do i start reading black panther you know, and Black Panther is a very long storyline that I don't think people realize. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it Black came Panther's out been in the around 60s. from the '60s um, when the Black Panther Party was around. I mean, this is this is and a they character. took they took a, like an extremist thing and made it a a, a hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nozer. If you were trying to get into the old Avengers stuff, I mean, you always go kind of back into the the '80s version of the Avengers and newer stuff like the. Uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and that team is the new Avengers from like 19 no 2007 mm -hmm. I think that's probably where you should start with any kind of modern Avengers stuff that's the modern team but again those are kind of hard things to find I would recommend if you're trying to get into comic books especially Marvel stuff the Marvel uh, comic book app they have a comic book subscription you pay I think eight dollars a month and you have access to their whole entire back catalog. Oh, so it's like buying all those giant essential books. But it's all in the app. It'll be right on your iPad, right on your cell phone. I highly recommend that. Really? Because I've, I've done comic book apps before on my phone, and they're fun mm -hmm. for a bit, but I get annoyed. Mm -hmm. I really like the feel of a comic book. I like to feel... I'm a physical media type guy. I still buy DVDs and Blu-ray, okay? So I'm a physical media type guy. I love the feel of a comic book in my hand. That being said, I have 15 long boxes of comic books that I have not opened in like five to ten years. But do you, do you, so this is perfect for me as a person that's a very lazy nerd. And I'm like, hey, Chris, can I borrow this? Can I borrow <laughs> exactly. This? It's, it's super fast. Here you go. Take it back. Um, Get out of my house. So I'm in the process of now selling all my comic books. Uh, the, the ones I want to keep, obviously, I'm, I'm keeping. But the, the Marvel app is a very easy way to get into Marvel comic books. Okay. Any era of comic books, um, they come on the app six months after they come into a uh, um, comic book store. So you, oh, you're wow. about so six months recent. behind. Yeah, yeah, that's recent. You're six months behind on comic books all the time. So it's it's well, well, well worth it. At my highest, I was buying every single Marvel comic book that was coming out every single month. Which is why I have 15 long boxes worth of comic books. But I've gotten out of that. I fell out of that. And now I just use the app. That's how I keep up with everything. Okay, so that When I do read. So you can just search whatever you want and find, so you find can exactly just, the character you're looking for. You can for. type in a character and it will tell you from the first appearance and every single appearance in a comic book. Even though if it's not their comic book. So it's very easy to find. If you want to read all the Black Panther stuff, type in Black Panther. It'll tell you its origin. All the way up till now. 
So. Yeah, and I think uh, I would say if someone wanted to get in the movies, it's super simple to start at Phase One, yeah, Iron yeah. Man, and then. And by now, pretty much everybody's seen those movies. Even my mother has seen all the Marvel movies. Well, that's because they're just good movies. Yeah. It's it's now that's your summer blockbuster movies. It used to be dominate with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Now it's Marvel movies. In a better time, you're right. I look, you, look. I, I answer this on Billiam's thing. What 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 actor? Will you always make a point to see? It's, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Schwarzenegger. Like I watched Maggie, that was that was not what I expected. I, I, I haven't seen that actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was actually not bad, but it was it was more dramatic for a zombie movie yeah, than yeah. I expected. So I mean, let's put it in kind of like a perspective. When I met my wife, my wife was not nerdy. Okay. At all, not even the least bit. She raised horses. That's kind of nerdy. So she's kind of <laughs> kind of nerdy. Kind of. So one of the first trips me and my wife ever took on it was the first year of us dating. We went to San Diego Comic Con. Really? Yeah. You just drowned her. So you just I, threw her to the I wolves. I dragged huh? her to it. And even worse than that, whenever we just started dating, I was not into nerd things anymore. At I'm all. sure you were. No, I, I didn't read comic books. I didn't go to the movies. I barely played video games. I was just out of all this stuff, so I took like a good five to six year break from everything. Yeah, you went through the high school phase, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then she brought me a Wolverine comic book from a comic book store randomly because she knew I liked Wolverine back in the day. That started everything that's in this room. This podcast wouldn't be here if she wouldn't have brought me that Wolverine comic book. So, yeah, you just kind of need to jump in. Well, okay, so, for instance, when I... Okay, I've always been, been like, eh, about Superman. You know, he's just like, he was always overpowered. He was always... He's a Boy Scout, so he was kind of boring. And I I couldn't really relate to him. You always relate to someone that had a little bit more angst or something that, you know, you can just felt more human. It wasn't until I I read Superman Earth 1. If someone were to tell me, what Superman comic should I read? What storyline? What should I start with? Super easy for me. You read Superman Earth 1. Those, Those three books. And that will give you such a great feeling about Superman. It'll make you understand him. And it, it captures a lot of the major things that they have gone through for every storyline of Superman. You know, and once you do that, you, you go read Doomsday, go read, you know, yeah, and, and death is, you know, the death of with Superman D- at Doomsday. With DC, I would, I would jump on, you do, like, some of the big uh, graphic novels. So you do Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. For Batman, you do. Uh, Alex I like your. I like year one of Batman. Year one, do Alex Ross's Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Some of these epic. Long Halloween. Long Hush. Halloween. Hush. Hush. Yeah, uh, man, that's. I think that's my one of my favorite so Batman stories. Some really self-contained kind of stories that all you have to do is read. I think that. But that's one of the easiest way to get people involved that yeah. want to start with comics. You get the self-contained stories because you can go buy that trade or that hardback or mm-hmm. whatever and just show them everything that they need to know about that one story and it's enough of that character for them to know whether they like him or not and that's a a great indication of people if if you like him in this story Mm -hmm. start start venturing out see if you like him in this story or this story because i mean there's a lot of batman and superman have progressed so much over batman more so than superman superman's pretty stable throughout the whole his whole life of, of being one type of character or batman went from what you know like kind of dark to chummy to this over the top just flamboyant 60s whatever to super dark and then light you know lighting it back up to campy almost again and then super dark again i mean he's kind of all over the map with it marvel storylines i would kind of just kind of throw in there you go to affinity gauntlet mm-hmm. which well, is some kind of this classic marvel storylines uh marvels 
which is also an Alex Ross um, miniseries, which is also this kind of a good oh, jumping I mean, one. You go Alex Ross, Alex you go Ross, Kingdom pretty Come. much. Yeah, yeah. That's an amazing story. It is. It is. And his artwork, man, just. Ugh. All right. Well, what about what about if you were someone trying to play video games? If they were just like, what kind of games? I just got a PlayStation Four. What kind of games would you recommend? I got it for this whatever, but I, now I'm kind of interested in playing games. I hear a lot about whatever. What do you think I would like? I don't know. First, I would tell you to sell your PlayStation and go buy an Xbox. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, just bought an, I just bought an Xbox. Whatever whatever the case may be. So this this kind of this depends on PlayStation or Xbox. It doesn't really matter. It's all about find out what kind of uh, system your friends have, and that's the system you buy because you want to have people to play with. That, this reason I own an Xbox, really, is because most of my friends play on Xbox. Then you find out what system and games your friends are playing, and that's the games you go and play on, and then you kind of venture off from there. So role-playing games, action games, sports games, whatever you're, you're into or they're playing, start well, picking what up about, that. What about you personally? What would you tell someone? They're like, I don't... I want to play a game, but what do you recommend? What would be the top game you recommend? Right now? Yeah. Monster Hunter. Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter World is the game that I am... Isn't that just a remake of the previous... No. Of every system they've ever done? No. No. Monster it's Hunter... It's the same game, isn't it? No, no. This is It's completely different. Uh, you can say that about any game that has a sequel. So, I mean, Monster Hunter World is you, you play like a, a monster hunter, and then you got to go out and have these giant boss fights with like a, a, a T-Rex and then like a giant iguana. And then you kill them, and then you skin them, and then you make armor off of it, and then you do that again over and over and over again, but with your friends this time. Then going older than that, if you're really wanting to kind of see the heyday of video games you go old systems super nintendo uh has tons of role-playing games that's where i'm kind of got into video games was role-playing games and in fighting games which would be like uh super street fighter and stuff like that yeah this the stuff i just smoke you guys at right <laughs> the once the once literally once and he's hot no, no, no. Okay, it was one time we played together, but it was, what, 15 rounds and you guys never beat me? Drunk. I was drunk. You can't use that. Really drunk. Okay, I was really drunk, too. I don't know, man. I, when it comes to movies, if, you know, past the Marvel stuff, ah, man, if I were to tell someone to go watch a good comic book movie that maybe they don't realize is, like, a comic book movie, what would you think of that? I mean, because I'll kick ass and... Kick ass and you basically go. all the uh, Mark Miller movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, I mean, they end up being these kind of strange movies, and you're like, oh, that's weird. And guess what? It's because it was a comic book movie. It was a comic book. His a lot of times fly under the radar for that sort of thing, and I think. So it's wanted. Wanted. Kick ass. I haven't seen the second Kick Ass. It's okay. Yeah. The first one was okay. I like the comic book better. I'm gonna be a snob about that. Well, see, and maybe that's kind of the thing why they're so worried about it because I do know, like. Much like you, I fell out of com uh, fell out of the the comics quite a bit. And when you go back into a comic book store, there is some little bit of judgment in there. Yeah, that that's kind of the the other point I want to talk about is as a nerd, it's one of the things like we've always kind of tried to do with someone nerdy is to to educate. That's that's the first thing you should be taking people underneath your wing whenever they ask a stupid question that you think stupid, not making them feel stupid about it explain why that thing is right instead of just being a, a dick for no reason whatsoever nerds as you know open and nice that we're supposed to be are very 
we're mean. We're bullies. Yeah, yeah. We it's, can be. It's kind of. Weird. I mean, there's there's tons, man. Just bullies. I remember being in a comic book shop, just hearing this guy just berate somebody because they didn't know who somebody was, like in a comic, and I was like, bro, they just ask a question. <laughs> well, you're supposed to ask questions, and you're supposed to be educated. The only way you ever learn about something is somebody teaching you how to do it or teaching you about it. So as nerds, I feel that's something that. Nerds don't do well at all. Well, okay, so the comic book store that's here locally, and I know you haven't really visited a whole lot, um, I found Earth One because they recommended it. Mm-hmm. And I found Chew because they recommended it. And so, because I just went in there, I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a new comic to read. What do you recommend? And they're like, have you checked out this? And I was like, no. And that's kind of the same thing. You know, like even as a nerd, sometimes you're just looking for something new. Yeah, and, and that's kind of a hard thing, too. And that's kind of how I got back into comic books, our local comic book store, before it uh, closed down a few years ago. My wife brought a comic book from there, the Wolverine comic book. I went back in there because um, I really liked the Wolverine comic book and got to know the owner, and he recommended me stuff mm-hmm. constantly. That's how I got into Walking Dead before it was like a thing. I mean, like on issue 12. Yeah, I, I, someone bought me a bunch of them because they, they knew I liked zombies. Right. Because I was into Night of the Living Dead. And so she got me all these comics. And I, I really got into Walking Dead that so way. So when I fell back into the nerdy lifestyle, I fell into it hard. I mean, I was at, I was at, it was in a year I was at San Diego Comic-Con, spending too much and going halfway across the country to experience more nerdum. I got to meet Robert Kurtman. I have a, I have an autographed picture, a picture of a zombie that he drew for me in one of my comic books, which is, you know, one of my prized possessions now. So yeah, but it was that comic book shop that got me back into everything from recommending things and not being a dick, but being open and trying to explain to me how things are now. Yeah, okay. So I, so somebody it, took me underneath their wing, basically. It, it would be helpful for anyone that asks you where to recommend, how do you start, you, you just tell them, just, hey, check out this one story or mm-hmm. something. I think that might be the best way to go about helping someone understand um because they will run into the bullies mm. they will because i mean there's a ton of nerd bullies out there and you just got to be the one that's not yeah to help them yeah. help them get into it you don't want to basically cre- just be a good person anyway yeah well yeah like there you go but now i do a lot of the uh friends that i know that don't read comic books or aren't really into stuff i hand them the first three trades of walking dead well, trades, trade. I love trades. I Easy. love trades over comics for sure because they're books. They, you know, they just become books, and yeah. so you can kind of get into it. And really, with Walking Dead, I like it when they go compendium level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you're just like, what? Like everything's in one place. Yeah. So I always do the first three trades. I have had to buy the first three trades of Walking Dead multiple times just because I passed them out and just forgot who I gave them to. I I loan comics out all the time too, and I I have no idea where certain things yeah, yeah. are. And I'm cool with it if I know the feedback of them reading the comic book is like, oh, okay, this is good. So. Well, and also I just kind of hope that they read them. You know, sometimes you yeah. loan a comic to somebody and they just won't read it. Yeah, well, that's why I always like after I loan out a comic book, it's like, what was your favorite part? Oh, you hit him with that. <laughs> so start, start you start quizzing them. Start huh? quizzing them on it. So, how do y'all handle that? Like, when, if you know you got a friend that's not really into nerdy or a significant stuff. other, and that's usually how it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to date someone that's not that, nerdy. That not, that's not nerdy, but is interested you in your interests. And how, how do you, well, how do you just find them like a common ground that's something they may like? Because everyone's like we said on this. Why we had we're called someone nerdy. Everyone's a little nerdy about, about something. something. You know, whether it's comics, whether it's video games, whether it's toys, whether it's sports. 
anything, someone's a little nerdy about something. So what are some of the kind of the tricks or things that you do with your friends that aren't nerdy, or your, your, your other? How do you get them to watch movies or read comic books? Or, I mean, are you looking for that? So maybe a little dialogue start going on about that. Actually, tell us what you would do to get someone in a nerd culture. Just drown them like Chris did to us while taking her to Comic-Con? <laughs> I mean, not just Comic-Con, San, San Diego, Diego Comic-Con. It's not like i just taking someone to the New Orleans so, one. Like, it's just four hours! So by that time that we flew all the way to San Diego, she was kind of reading some comic books. So, But not a lot. Not a lot. She definitely went because I was really into it. And this is why I'm married to her now. So, It kind of helps when they, when they find something they really enjoy because... I mean, they start getting into it like, oh, it's this, it's this. But a lot of times, a lot of, uh, uh, so my girlfriend and I have been watching Psych a lot. Mm -hmm. And Psych is filled with nerd references throughout. Okay. And they they are nerd about everything. Not only are they into comics, movies, music, um, everything. Like pop culture of every aspect of it. They also are into wrestling. So every bit of it, she's just like, what's that about? Like, like some stuff, I'm like, oh, this is... She's like, what's that about? And I'll tell her, and then the wrestling, I'm like, I have no, no idea. idea. And if you want to know about wrestling, go listen to Nurses Square Circle Podcast weekly on Friday on SomewhatNerdy.com. So yeah, my, my wife had the kind of the benefit is that she wasn't really, like, nerdy-nerdy, but she was really into anime. So, like, her first things were, like, Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball and stuff like that. So that was when she was a kid. Yeah, but she okay. still kind of watched it, you know, so... Oh, I know what that's about. I'm still in. I'm still watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> so, uh, actually, the the next episode or the following episode, we're gonna actually have an anime episode. So we're gonna be talking about anime, favorite episodes, favorite shows, how to get into anime. You know, the stuff that it's kind of like the nerdum that you know nobody wants to talk about. But everyone has everybody watches a anime. secret passion for anime, even though I don't care about anime. But there's some anime I'm just like my. <laughs> My, everyone's like, why do you like that? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just don't do. Know. It's good. I just it's, do. I like it. So anyway, uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, go follow the other shows in the network, Future Flicks with Billiam and Nurses Square Circle. Those are weekly podcasts. I would go subscribe to us on iTunes, which you probably are already, and that's how you're listening to this podcast. But more importantly, we need good a five-star God, rating. people, leave us five-star rating. All the stars. Just, just take three minutes if you have an iTunes account. Just go. Three minutes. It takes like 30 seconds. Just go do it. Well, I'm just saying, if you say three minutes, then they they know, like, oh, that didn't take three minutes at all. I can do that oh, easy. Oh, so it's, okay, I got you. You oversell it. Oversell it, got it. Or undersell it. I don't know. It Anything. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Point is, just go and do it. It really helps us out. It helps in our ranking and more people to find us in that way. You know, the more the more listening we get, the more uh, chance we can turn this into a full-fledged thing. Yeah, so we we see the numbers every single week when we release the podcast. We know there's a lot of people listening. We just need a small percentage for y'all to go leave us reviews. Please go do that. It, it really does help out. And when we say leave us reviews, we mean five stars. Five and stars. And yeah, if you're not going to leave if- us five star. You just go about what you're doing just, now. Just don't do it. Just stay busy. I don't know. Stay busy. But leave us, if you don't want to, if you just think that we need some improvement, we totally agree. However, leave us five stars, and then in the comments, give us what we call a hate hug, and just tell us where we need to improve, and, and we will listen. So, like I said, go follow us everywhere. Go visit the website, sowentnerdy.com. Uh, we have been your host. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Critter. And uh, good journey, nerds. Good journey, nerds.